now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Football Friday here on the Two Guys at a Mic Show. Welcome, everybody. Lots of football action on the plate as I spill my cup of coffee to start the show. Thank you very much. Uh, Two Guys at a Mic Show, TalkZone.com. We'll do more than football today. we got to check in real quick on the baseball wild card races. As per always, we're going to jump off the sports page. We've got a sports movie to talk about. None of us have seen it yet, but... Uh, First sports movie in a long time, coming out with four stars across the board. Do a little money ball discussion as well. Who knows where we may venture here in the next 56 minutes and 42 seconds. But who's counting? Uh, right now, enjoy the music, award-winning music of the TalkZone.com. David Olson, i got to thank my souvenir Royal Caribbean International coffee mug here for uh, making a quality product with a quality lid. This is about uh, two, three years old, and uh, after the spillage, what could have been a disaster here in the studio, just a, a few, uh, just slight drippage is all we had. Nicely done by my Royal Caribbean uh, mug. Thank you very much. You can kill the music. Coach and the Big Dog with you up until 11 o'clock. Actually, right now, it's just the coach. No, the Big Dog is with us. We got football Friday. We're going to play Beat the Schmoes. Big Dog has been red hot. Producer David Olson, after an off year last year, is just flying high. We got a couple of listeners doing very well as well. Basically, everybody's having a good season except me so far. But it's early. Very, very early. This could be a turnaround weekend for me, Big Dog. I'm expecting great things this weekend. The momentum starts to switch. Right now, how are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing phenomenal. As a matter of fact, I'm very happy to be there. Luckily, this is a football Friday, or else I would have missed the beginning of the show. Because, quite honestly, Uh-oh. one of the most intriguing interviews I have seen in years is going on right now between Rampage Jackson and John uh-huh. Bones Jones. They're fighting. The light heavyweights are fighting this weekend, uh-huh. and they're talking smack back and forth, coach. And it is, is freaking hysterical. Is it it's more not- more intriguing than my interview of author extraordinaire Terry Cox on Wednesday's show? Uh, well, luckily, Terry saved the interview. <laughs> but with this, uh, with these guys, you know, because they're not yelling or screaming, they're just like, you know, you, yeah. you send a pot of, you know, like Rampage Jackson accused John Bone Jones of sending a spy to his camp. And he's like, don't worry, we were able to out him. And I guess they faked an injury. It got back to their manager, like, immediately. So they figured out which one of the guys in the camp was actually the spy for John Bone Jones. Mm-hmm. And, Coach, it was funny. It was some pretty funny stuff, Coach. Was, I was sitting there, I was cracking of, up. I didn't want to call in. A lot of things I had prepared for the show today. I've not done my homework on uh, Ron Bone Jones or whatever his name is. And what's Action Jackson's name? Rampage. Jack- Rampage Quentin. Jackson. That's a WWM match? No, that's not wrestling, Coach. It's, 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 M- it's MMA. MMA, which yeah. stands for Mature... Audience, no. what does MMA stand for? Oh, mixed martial arts. Yeah, mixed martial. Yeah. Don't get mad at me. I'm not familiar with that sport, but uh, okay, it's, uh, it's the UFC. Okay, and it's, so it's the top league in the world for mixed martial arts. Okay. And uh, yeah, and these and it's the champion. John Bones Jones is the guy. Coach, remember I told you about 
a guy that chased somebody down in Central Park and tackled a, a guy that had stolen a woman's purse yes. and held him down until the police got there. Yep. And it was the day that he was fighting for the championship. Yep. Well, that's John Bone Jones. That's that All guy. Right. I'm rooting for that guy. I, I'm glad you are. Uh, I am, but I still I do like Quentin Jackson. He's the guy who played Mr. T in, in the movie. <laughs> he did. He did. I'm not kidding. He supposedly okay. did awesome. He did better than... Uh, Oh, he did better than uh, Mr. T did. All right. Not to be confused with uh, MMA opponent Rampage Jackson, though. That's the same guy. Ah. So Rampage it's Jackson is, is the guy. Quentin, so, Quentin Rampage Jackson. Very good. i gotta go, I got to get a program for the MMA here. Yeah, there, there is fight, this weekend okay. is a fight, and it's going to be a huge. So that that fight's going on, and also uh, Matt Hughes and Josh Koshner. So we'll probably end up having about 100 people at the house mm-hmm. tomorrow night. Lots of initials going on here. You get MMA, part of the UFC, which will be on CBS, and then you have USC taking on ISU as part of the NBC, and the NBA and the NHL are in start. It's all about initials. It's very confusing, Big Dog. Well, I, I, I hope you stop ASAP. Thank you very much. Nicely played. Um, Hundred people at your house. Very nice. I my invitation must have got lost in the mail. You'd think You're I would at least come on out, Coach. You're invited to come on out. Oh, I just got my invitation. Huh? Yes, you are. Everybody, everybody is that listens to the program. You coming out to and will watch. Jabo chose throw elbows from the uh, London Watchtower. This guy's unbelievable, Coach. Interesting. Tomorrow night, huh? Yes. All right. Is it going to be as short a fight as the uh, Merriweather versus um, who did Merriweather fight again? Uh, Ortiz. That was a five round bout. Those are five round, three minute rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are five-minute rounds. It could go up to five rounds. The way is UFC fights usually don't go into the third round. Usually by the second round, there's a there's a, a victor. That's why when you like complain that it's too bloody and all that, mm-hmm. as soon as somebody gets hurt, the fight stops. As soon as you can't defend yourself, as soon as you get in like a little bit of trouble where you can't defend yourself, they stop the fight immediately, Coach. Mm-hmm. You don't sit there and get the pound on somebody for like 10 rounds like Muhammad Ali did the last four or five fights of his career, and then I'm getting brain damage from it. So, NFL expert and MMA enthusiast, the big dog, Joel Rodwanski, joining us for just a few more minutes here on the show today. We appreciate you taking some time out from your busy uh-huh. sk- schedule. Let me combine the two. I'm going to throw this at you. This is not okay. planned. But okay. as long as you're throwing a Rampage Jackson at me and a um, T-Bone Bone Jones. Jones. No, get his name right. John Bone Jones. He's the uh, world champion. He's the best John in the Bone world. Jones. All right, let me, let me throw this at you here. Bear Packer week. Uh-huh. I'm going to go best of seven. See if this thing goes seven. Maybe you'll end it in four. Who knows? Bears versus Packers, one-on-one MMA match, uh, mixed martial arts. They go at it. No equipment, no shoulder pads, just, you know, mono versus mono. Match number one, Erlocker versus Clay Matthews. I'm going to have to go with Matthews on this one, Coach. Okay. Uh, but Erlacher has the reach. Mm-hmm. Erlacher has the reach. And you know what? In Ur- you know what? Now let's think about it. Matthews is a little bit of a pretty boy. Erlacher will get that done. The reach would just be enough. Okay? And Erlacher is enough of caveman to actually just take out a club and smack him in the head. So I'm, I'm going with Brian Erlacher on okay. that one. Okay. All right. So it's uh, a little bit of a change. The Bears are up 1-0. Aaron Rodgers versus Jake. Cutler. Again, not quarterbacking ability, but MMA. It's a best of seven. The Bears are up 1-0. Well, we already know Cutler can take a beating. Okay. And Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's ever been in a fight his whole entire life. Aaron Rodgers will just try to charm Cutler and just try to talk him out of his way. And Cutler will finally be like, I get to hit somebody for a change. Jay Cutler was that one. <laughs> Especially after last week, he'd enjoy that, huh? 
Yes. All right, there you go. The Bears are up 2-0. Wow. Don't get overconfident, though. Next match, a couple of uh, running backs that actually are not aggressive by nature. So this is a couple of mild-mannered guys. Who gets the most animalistic? Matt Forte and uh, let's go Ryan Grant to the Packers. Uh, well, Matt Forte sticks with the, the fact that NFL players go after injuries and he tries to put uh, Ryan Grant in an ankle lock. But right <laughs> in the middle of it, he realized that he only makes $600,000 a year. Yeah. And he taps out even though he's dominating the fight. I was like, listen, I need that contract. <laughs> Nicely played. So so going... the, the Packers, they get a win. They okay. get a win. <laughs> Two to one on a, let's call it a uh, FTO, FTO, a financial tap out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right, wide receivers. Let's go, uh, Donald Driver. He's tall. He's lean. He's long. Uh, and let, let's match him up with. Uh, I'm going to give him a nickname in the ring: the Raging Rookie, Dane Sazenmacher, against Donald Driver. Um, you know, this is one where you know Donald Driver is absolutely dominating the fight. <laughs> Yes. And then Sazenbacher will bite an ear off, but Donald Driver's <laughs> ears are so small, no one notices, and uh, the Bears get another victory, but this one I admit is a little cheap. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sazenbacher's a tough kid. He will bite an That's, ankle, uh, bite an ear. You know what? That's why I was thinking, you know, Donald Driver, uh, Roy Williams, eh, uh, you know, Johnny Knox. Eh, I was trying to think, you know what the hell? Let's go to our number six receiver. He's the feisty one, The uh, like I said, the raging rookie, Dane Sonsenbarker. I don't, I don't even know if he's made a tackle or even been on kickoff teams yet, but when was the last time you had a Bears receiver where you're like, you should put that dude on kickoff team? Mm-hmm. I think Sonsenbarker would make a play, Coach. Yeah. I I like they need to get him on the kickoff coverage. All right, give me a uh, give me a big ugly for the Green Bay Packers. Who's one of their oh, linemen? B, no, trust me, B.J. Rodgers. Oh, there you go. Up. He ends up fighting uh, Julius Ooh. Peppers and women Ooh. at the top. Oh, look at Julius' six-pack. Everything's going fine, Coach. Julius is dominating, keep him away. Next, you know, B.J. Raja falls, lands directly on top of the Julius Pepper's face. Pancake! Julius Pepper dies of suffocation. Uh, so, Julius Peppers goes in the match, 6'4", 260. He comes out, he's still 6'4", but he's flattened out to what, about uh, 215? Yeah, that's, it wouldn't be good, Coach. Yeah, the colon, the liver, and, the spleen. And, and especially if B.J. Raja did that little shimmy dance like he did yeah. with his I don't even want to talk about it. When, they, <laughs> when he intercepted the right. pass, scored the touchdown. All right, enough of, this, enough of this nonsense. 888-463-67-48, Big Dog and a Coach talking a football Friday here on a beautiful Friday in the fine city of Chicago. Might not be beautiful for so much longer, Big Dog. There's some rolling clouds coming in off of the lake, probably going to hit us in about 20 minutes. There's a good chance your phone line will be cut off before this show is over. It looks like a storm is a coming. Uh, I have Verizon, Coach. You'll be able to hear me. God bless you. God bless you. We got to talk college football too. We mentioned, uh, very much a dud weekend here in the Midwest, but boy, I mean, you go down the slate and, uh, you know, all you got to do is take a look at number one, number two, and number three. Oklahoma, number one at Missouri. Good ball game. Number no, two. No, 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 that, they're at home, coach. Oh, they're at Oklahoma. Yeah. Right, uh, Missouri, yeah. Might not be such a good game. Still yeah. a test though. Yeah. LSU was playing, um, at West Virginia. Great matchup there. Number three, Alabama at Arkansas. So your no, top no, three no, teams. Alabama's at home also. Oh boy, did I mess up. Okay. But you still got three, uh, your top three teams all have three pretty good tests. Yeah, no, that, those are, it's definitely of this, of the week so far this year, this has the least amount of intriguing matches. But if you watch college football, those games are going to be good, coach. Mm-hmm. 
And I, trust me, there's going to be a number five team playing somebody that is around number seventy. You know that is mm-hmm. going to have a tough game this week. So yeah, could be a, could be a few upsets too. I smell a upsets a, a cooking in the air a little bit. I got a feeling there could be a couple. Um, I was almost going to pick Missouri if it was at Missouri, but I don't know about at Oklahoma. Let me test you, big there dog. Really, see, there really hasn't been a big upset yet this year, Coach. By no. the way, just throwing it out there, there hasn't been yeah. one yet. And typically, typically they come in bunches. Yeah. You know, you get a weekend, and it's true in the NFL, too. There's usually one or two weeks in college football where you get, uh, you know, it's like it's they call it upset weekend. But uh, maybe this is the one where we get a bunch. But what is, I'm going to test you, Big Dub, what's the best game of the weekend? There's one out there that clearly, both in ranking and in instinct, is going to be the best game of the weekend. Oh, there's a, uh, well, it's. Without question, it's got to be Texas A&M taking on Oklahoma State. You and me, uh, after nine and a half years together, Big Dog, we're starting to think of like that is the game of the weekend. You know, they, they, both of those schools have banned tackling. You realize this, Coach? Both of these schools have who? Banned tackling. They don't allow defenses to tackle anymore at those universities. The score, <laughs> the score of this game, the over under is seventy, and legitimately, Coach, it should be eighty. If I could bet on anything this week, it'd be the over in that game. Mm-hmm. 70 points. Oklahoma State's got the, the All-American wide receiver. Their quarterback is too good. What's his name, Brendan? Oh, I forget. This is his second-year we- start, and he was phenomenal yeah. last year. Coach. Brendan Weirman or something like that, but he's okay. very, very good. I don't know a whole lot about Texas A&M. One team seven, one team's ranked number eight, and the game is being held where, Big Dumb? Um, I'll, I'm going to find out for you right now. I am pretty sure it's at Texas A&M. Okay. Okay? Oof. And and as I look, I'm actually on Vegas Insider. And the, one of the complaints I got from one of my buddies was the fact that we don't have uh, specific lines when we actually do our pizza schmoes. That's something I want to talk about later, Coach, when we actually get into pizza schmoes. What do you mean? I don't understand. What do you mean we don't have specific lines? Well, like last week uh, when we, we were picking games, yeah. one of you guys picked Carolina plus 10 and a half mm-hmm. against Green Bay, and then the other picked Green Bay minus 10. Which meant that there were two different lines for the that. That happened on our show, and, and it was a, it, it happened on our show. Uh, doing it, somebody will be fired for that. Okay. Inexcusable. We're going to need to get a, uh, a you know I don't want to make out on it either. You know, so. we, we've gone through twelve interns in the year and a half we've been on Big Dog. There will be a thirteenth intern gone, possibly before the end of this show. Inexcusable. Yeah, but we no, have to but, remain consistent. Well, let's admit the truth that most of those left because of uh, inappropriate behavior. <laughs> well, that's true. And, that's and not true. on their part. <laughs> and that, that is true. It's a, it's a pretty good streak. It's not something I'm proud of, but, you know, it's like an on-base percentage here. We do have a pretty good streak going. But uh, Well, I already mentioned I fired my entire staff. All the people that have assisted me the first three weeks of the year with Beat the Schmo, same people. Same people, Big Dog, that gave me a you know, pretty successful year last year but got soft over the summer. And uh, I've decided to take early action. Early action, and I didn't like the way things were going this year. I've fired the entire staff, and I've also adopted a new policy based on my 2-7 and seven record. What's that? I'm combining it with the uh, military and a little political theme. I'm going, don't ask, don't tell with my picks this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's about the best well, I can come up with the way I've been picking games. So the policy lives out in spirit. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I may try one more week, but I'll go don't ask, don't tell if I fail again. But at any rate, you were talking about the Oak State and A&M. Oh, yeah, it is at Texas A&M, Coach. So okay. uh, Texas A&M, uh, Oklahoma State has to go in there and face the craziest and loudest home crowd in the history of football. 
Really? The A&M home we, we, was, crowd is we, that much of a had, factor? We've had this uh, we've had this conversation before. We, uh, you remember when they did they ranked the top crowds in college football? I remember that first, conversation. I don't remember, remember the specific. I was like, without a doubt, uh, Texas A&M is number one. And uh, we also had the Missouri grad in here. Who? What's his name? Uh, that would be uh, Washer. What's his name? Um, Jack Washer, J.W. J.W.? That, yeah. that was his name? Okay. Well, and he also agreed. And then it ended up being Texas A&M. Hey, Coach, you, you, you got to watch the game. That might be the one you want to tape. Mm-hmm. The, the crowd is crazy now. It's a military academy. So you got 20,000 people dressed in military fatigues, and they have a different – they have 500 different chances, and they train them as loud as possible. And all the other fans in the crowd know them anyways. So when they know when the other team has the ball and they're in the spread and they call audibles, mm-hmm. everybody screams at the top of their lungs. You know, they're like, oh, look how loud the crowd is. And they show the crowd and only half the people are screaming. They're, everybody's screaming. And they're like, they, they start clanking stuff together. It's one of the most amazing things you'll ever hear in your life. Got to hear the Sports Illustrated best traditions in all of college football. Number three, Texas A&M, the Midnight Yell. A&M students take their role as the 12th man extremely seriously. So much so that the night before a home game, that's tonight, folks, roughly 20,000 students gather at Kyle Field for a study hall session for Monday's club. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. At Kyle Field for a de facto pep rally. 20,000 on Friday night before the game. That's that's pretty intense. <laughs> and and during the game, I don't know if you have the rankings as the loudest crowd, because it's whenever you get NCAA college football, they rank the stadium, and you can change that by being a certain team. Oh, and here it is. That? Here it is. I, I, I completely forgot this. You know, my I have tremendous short-term memory loss at this point, so I apologize. But 10 best game days ranked uh-huh. by Sports Illustrated. See, prior to talking to you and reading this, I wouldn't have even put them in the top 10. Number one. Number one, Texas A&M. Yeah, that's the coach. It's been renowned. Like on oh. all the college games that I wanted to go to, that's like that's without question. That's in my top five for stadiums that I want to go to and be at a college that's game. That's incredible. No number one home atmosphere. Campus is more friendly. Uh, the school's official greeting is "Howdy" for gosh sake. Few venues are more hostile. Rockets. Are more hostile. I almost thought it said hospital, but I'm like, what? Few venues are more hostile to opponents than the Maroon Bowl of Kyle Field, where the eardrums of visiting players are under constant assault from the Aggie 12th man, the nation's best drilled student body. Standing throughout the game, responding to hand signals from the yell leaders, A&M fans. And by the way, I think, uh, help me out here, David Olson, was Rick Perry, who took a, a nosedive last night, by the way, at the Republican debate. Rick Perry was a Texas A&M yell person, I think. <laughs> Just right? Like you are correct. Just like Bush. <laughs> he was and at Yale. He, he held the megaphone. They they do phrases such as hullabaloo, connect, connect, chigar, goom, chigar, garoom, rough tonight, rough, tough, real stuff, A&M. The Aggies aren't always so martial when the lights go down at midnight, yell students with dates, steal kisses, or mugged, or yada, yada, yada. Number one. Ranked Did number I- one. I'm shocked. Dismayed and um, embarrassed that I didn't remember our previous conversation. Yeah, Oklahoma State has been no. I mean, like Oklahoma State knows what they're going into. It's it's without you got to watch your coach because those fans are they're unbelievable. It's like going to a European soccer match where they all sing the songs and stuff. It's, that's the only thing in college football like it. It's the most original thing in college football. I think football. to prepare his team for it, the coach on Wednesday took him to a Lady Gaga concert. Maybe not. Not, uh, she goes out to Oklahoma all the time. Many, 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 
many plays. Yeah. All right. So we got to keep an eye on that game for sure. But I'll tell you, Big Dude, I can't remember in a long time when, you know, I'm a little closer knit here to the teams in the Midwest, the Big Ten teams, et cetera, et cetera, where there has been, uh, there really isn't one game that you want to watch. Might be one of the biggest dud weekends um, yeah. in a long time and here in the beautiful Midwest. Now you got Illinois taking on Western Michigan. Western Michigan is down. Western Michigan has played Illinois tough a bunch of times recently. Yep. For me as an Illinois fan, like that's, uh, oh, I want Illinois to put their foot down and put a beat down on, on Western Michigan. Mm-hmm. By the so way, I heard from uh, one of our fellow competitors driving in here that if Illinois wins Big Dell, this is kind of the backhanded compliment, if they win, 4-0, first time they'd be 4-0 since 1951. Uh, That's... Well, well, Coach, now you're talking because when was the last time Illinois won the national championship? 1951. Surely, Uh-oh. surely you're not making that quantum leap. Yes, I am, Coach. I'm telling you, if you can, if you can predict the Cubs <laughs> win the national, uh, win the World Series on, on June 15th of this year, uh-huh. you did. Okay, I can predict Illinois wins the national right. championship if they go 4-0 this so week. So if we beat Western Michigan, uh, the, as Swamp Rat would say, that the train to the national championship, the BCS Bowl, you might as well get on board. It's right on schedule. <laughs> uh, don't forget they got a tough matchup against Indiana coming up. Uh, they they got a nice little stretch of Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State, yeah. Nebraska on their schedule. They, and they, they got they got, they got eight home games. Coach. Eight What's home that? games. And uh, those home games are against Michigan, Ohio State, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. That helps a little bit, doesn't it, Coach? It does indeed. <laughs> I mean, going to Camp Randall, going to the horseshoe, I don't want to do that. Pretty easy schedule indeed. Beat the smallest football Friday, folks. We'll make our picks here in a couple of minutes. You want to... Uh... Make your picks, and of course, if you're new to the program, other shows play Beat the Pros. We here at the Two Guys in a Mic show play Beat the Schmoes. It's a longstanding tradition. This is our 10th consecutive years. We're proud to say a Beat the Schmoes. Uh, you can email your picks in at Mike2Guys at AOL.com, M-I-C in the number two, Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Or better yet, give us a call. Make your three picks, high school, college, or pro. We'll put the point spread on it. You make the pick. If you beat the Schmoes, you are eligible to win a valuable cash Prize big dog. No gift certificates. We're not going to get you five dollars off a haircut at some point. Cash prize. You are eligible to win at the end of the year, so that's not too bad. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight is our phone number. Uh, before we make the picks, big dog, I did give you a homework assignment when you left the show yesterday. Yes, coach. Yes, you did. You know, you got to figure out. Uh, I'm not totally confident. I think most Bear fans aren't with Mike Martz right now, and possibly not Mike Tice. The homework assignment for you, my friend, was to figure out uh, how our Chicago Bears can defeat the steamroller Green Bay Packers this Sunday. Uh, give me a short short order of your homework assignment, please. Okay, uh, Coach, I actually didn't actually do that particular homework assignment because I figured if I was going to be, I, I, my head might explode right now. But uh, let's face it, it's in Chicago, okay, and the Packers are always coming here bitching about the fact that the side comes up under their feet. This game's going to be a lot closer than the, than people think. What, what the Bears have to do, I know this, the simplest thing they have to do is protect Jay Cutler. Now, hopefully Clay Matthews is out, you know, and he can't play with injury or whatever. I shouldn't say that. You know, I really don't care. Let him play. But it would make the Bears' job a lot easier. But they have to figure out foremost how to protect Jay Cutler because if he starts getting beat up early, the whole offense is going to shut down. And – in order to beat the Packers, 
they really have to play at a high level, and the offense is going to have to score some points big time because no matter how well the defense plays, Aaron Rodgers is going to figure out how to get 17, 20 points on the board easily, easily mm-hmm. at least. You know, you're you're not they're not going to get held to less than that. So figure out a way to protect Chuck Cutler early and let the kids step up in the pocket and swing it around a little bit. And I know Dom Capers is a mad scientist and a genius. Do slide protection, a zone block or something like that, because when they got the Packers are going to have eight guys come to the line of scrimmage, and only one of them is going to be in the stance, and it's going to be B.J. Rogers. And they're going to do this one out of every, like, four plays. And it totally confuses the Bears. Next thing you know, only four of them come, and none of them get picked up. And you have five offensive linemen for the Bears standing there looking around. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they do that to people all the time. The Bears, that don't, see, they have been outsmarted and outmuscled. It makes no sense. You know what I mean, Coach? Sometimes you have, like, a, a talented team that's just dumb, and they miss blocks, and then, Sometimes you have a smart guy that get manhandled because they're going up against like the Richard Seymours of the world. Mm-hmm. With, the, with the Bears, it's everything. You have one guy on one side just getting completely whooped, and you have another guy not knowing who to block. So, don't you think you know it's it's kind of odd? And I agree with you, and it's pretty clear we're not breaking any uh, yeah, and, major and news the, here. The Bears got to score some points, but I think it's almost weird. The Packers' offense is so good, and the Bears' defense has injuries. That it's one of those deals where it don't <laughs> sounds weird, but don't score too quickly. I mean, I, I think ball control, taking some time off the clock. It's the old, you know, adage that the best defense is a good offense. One way to control Aaron Rodgers is to control the ball, and I think the Bears got to do that. And um, they either got to get quick seven points or a lot of ball control and get a bunch of three point field goal. But I think time of possession going to be a key here. This is our ninth. No, this is our tenth football season together, Coach. Uh, okay, that's the first time you had ever mentioned ball control as a factor for that's a That's true, right? actually. Well, it's 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 very rare. Uh, and the, the fact that you're concerned about the Bears' defense being on the field against Aaron Rodgers, yes. I'm I'm really surprised to that's, be honest with you. That's a compliment. It's a compliment more to Aaron Rodgers than it is an insult to the uh, Chicago Bears. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I, for some reason, the the Bears. You know, like how the Cubs just are the only team that ever can get Barry Bonds out? Yep. I think maybe the Bears are just like the one team that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to completely run over. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if you think about how he's played against the Bears, it's been very good. The kid's awesome. He's one of the top three quarterbacks. You know, and it's a double-edged sword because Rodgers can get out of the pocket, he can scramble, and he can make plays. If you, and I was trying to think of this, if I'm the defensive quarter, send people at him. You have to put pressure on him. The problem is you do that, he has that way of avoiding the rush and finding the open receiver one-on-one covered. Boom, seven points for Donald Driver. Boom, seven points for Jermichael Finley, yada, yada, yada. Now, on the other hand, okay, well, let's, let's, you know, let's just sit back in the cover two and play contain. His accuracy in the medium-range passing, he will seam you to death in that. So it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Big dog, the only thing I could think of defensively is uh, – you got to mix it up. Keep it off balance for the most part. Sit back a little bit, but just on occasion, send a blitzer from different angles. But it really is. It, it's the scenarios I pointed. Either way, he's going to beat you. Well, I do agree. You have to mix it up with with Aaron Rodgers, without yeah. a doubt. Uh, and, but with the Bears, they have been more conservative with Aaron Rodgers than any team. In Aaron Rodgers has been blitzed less by the Bears than any other team that he's ever faced. Has it worked? Well, the Bears, he has his worst games against the Bears. Okay. So I'm not saying that, just like I said, the 
the Cubs shut down Barry Bonds. They shut him down relatively compared to the other 30 teams in baseball. He still hit like 265 mm-hmm. career with the Cubs and hit still hit 30 home runs against them. Do you know what I mean? But like compared to everyone else, he had problems with the Cubs. Aaron Rodgers still puts up good numbers, and he's still going to score points. Beautiful. Big dog and the uh, coach talk a little bear pack. It is that particular Sunday, 3.15, not 12 o'clock, 3.15 at Soldier Field, making our Beat the Schmoes football picks. We'll talk about some other pro football games as well. Real quick, let's go out to the phone lines. Again, if you want to check in, 888-463-6783 is our number here at the uh, Two Guys at a Mic Show. Checking in on line number 18, 888-463, what did I say? 6748, right? Yeah, I got the thing in front of me. Mind blank here. Uh, our you can just favorite. tell him to look at the look at the screen because I've got it up on the screen. There you go. You just heard David Olson. You don't need me to repeat it. Our favorite uh, heating and air conditioning guy. It's caller Jim checking in. Big Jim. Hey, Coach and Joe. How are you guys doing today? How are you, Jimmy? I'm well, just fine and dandy. <laughs> well. Oh, good. Bear, <laughs> Bear well. Packer. We always hear from you on Bear Packer Week. You're about as excited as us for this matchup, huh? Well, it's the regular season now, Coach, and not preseason, so now I do get a little more excited. Yeah. To me, exhibition football is what gets me tingling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, you just heard the big dog wax poetic. I threw in a few thoughts. What do you think, Jimmy? You got any good news for our Bear listeners out here? Well, I'd like to see the Bear defense, like you said, mix it up. And on offense, I certainly would like to see him keep more guys in instead of these long drops and sending out four guys. I mean, if he's not going to have time, why send four guys? And if you send, send one guy, five, send two guys. You know. If you send five, one has to have his head turned immediately just in case there is a blitz. So, well, uh, the the obvious answer to heating and air conditioning, Jim, is if you only send out two receivers, they've got like five guys covering your two receivers. It's going to be hard to get open. It's worked for Cam Newton as he sits back there all day and waits for Steve Smith to get open, and then when he does, he flings okay. it 500 feet down the field. All right. So. No, no, he's, he's got a point. They need to mix it up on offense, too. One play, you keep eight guys in, you know, three, you know, two in the route or three in the route. And they're like, wow, Mike Marks never does that. It'll be effective. And then on the next play, you send five guys out and two have their head turned immediately expecting a bullet throw from a, a blitz and safety. And you know what? All of a sudden the Bears start, like, uh, ripping people off and, and ripping off big plays. Uh, whatever, coach. I'm getting upset. Well, that sounds great, Joel. I'd love to see it happen. I, I think that's what they need to do. And uh, it was it was disgusting last week to watch our quarterback get mauled all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have five guys with their heads downfield as receivers while bl- blitzes are coming from all over the place and color can't get the, rid of the ball because nobody's got their head turned. Well, we had 29 passes and only 10 rushes, and we're going to fix that. We'll get that corrected. Well, how about correcting it during the game? Not after the game. I'm going to talk to Mike Mar. Talk to him at halftime. I was looking for halftime adjustments, and it just was uh, not forthcoming. Yeah, the only halftime adjustment was made in stall number three in the Bear locker room. Is Jay Cutler needing to take a hefty one? <laughs> Very gently put, Jimmy. Very gently put. Go ahead, Big Dog. What were you going to say? Uh, no, I can't <laughs> I wouldn't want you to, believe me. Oh, goodness. Hey, Jimmy, you got some Beat the Schmoes of football picks so far this year, by the way, dog. What are we in? Week five, right? Through. We're in week four now. Um, is that right? Yeah, you're right. Week four. Um, so far, uh, the first three weeks, we've only been beaten once. I think it was week two, caller Swamp Rat. 
or email it. Swampret went three and zero when we went two and one. So one guy is in the uh, docket for the cash prize. Jimmy, you too could be eligible for a cash prize here. Give us your three picks. Yeah, I didn't pick that week, and that was the week to get you guys. Kevin must have known it. <laughs> First week of the season. Yeah. Um, I didn't do too great last week, but uh, I'm going to take. Let's try the Panthers no. over the Jaguars. Oh, ah, you never like my picks. <laughs> You're taking Carolina. Yes, sir. They're at home. Shocking. Absolutely I, shocking. I like that Cam Newton kid. I mean, I never like that Cam Newton kid. Never yeah. heard of him. Where did he come from? I don't know. Okay. Next pick. <laughs> Came from out of the blue, but he's he's great. Um, I'm going to try the Lions oh. over the Vikings. No. I had the Lions last week. It was a big game. Detroit over Minnesota at Minnesota, Minnesota correct? Which, they haven't won since 97 in Minnesota, but... Uh, Big Dog, Detroit has not been favored at Minnesota, I believe, in three decades. Do you think the... you, that makes sense, Coach? Uh, let's, I, I'm looking for the the point spread here. Carolina was three and a half. Mm-hmm. And, here, we got the uh, we, we got the officials. Wow, well, Detroit is three and a half, also. Yeah. Yep, three and a half points. I think they covered it. Well, okay. you know what though? That's uh, right now. Detroit has they destroyed. Kansas City last week, they won by 41 points. <laughs> right. They look I know. really good so far. That was the only pick I had that was any good last week. Wow. <laughs> there so. is a chance, courtesy of listener and my good friend Smith Barney Steve, that when the Detroit Lions come to Soldier Field, Big Dog and Jim, that may be the one game I go to this year. Looking forward to that. That would be a good one to watch. 12 o'clock, I think it's a November 13th game. Not confirmed yet, but uh, if we can... Pull out an extra ticket, uh, Big Dog. We'll see if we can get you to go. All right, Jimmy, game number three. I know you ain't going to like this, but I am going to take the Bears. Oh! Wow. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Woo! I'm a Bears fan. I'm going to take the Bears. Sure. You're getting the three and a half points, Jim, which is well, awfully good. Yeah, I don't know if it's enough, but I'm hoping that they don't need it. Uh, I'm hoping I, I, they don't need it. Yeah, that's three and a half. The Bears getting more than a field goal at home? Come on. They're playing the Super Bowl champs. Yes, they're also playing the team that all offseason long they've been like dreaming about and wanting to destroy. Oh, after what happened at the end of last season? Without a doubt. Big Dog, some smartass on our Facebook page yesterday uh, uh, typed in, uh, I'm taking the Bears plus the 27. I saw that. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> I saw that. That's absolutely brutal. Well, I'm glad you're checking our Facebook page. What is our Facebook page, David, if people want to go to it? I think it's just two guys in a mic, isn't oh, it? Oh, that's creative. Very good. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how that happens. Beautiful. Well, Jimmy, uh, before we let you go, getting off the football front, we got your Beat the Smoes football predictions, shocking, revealing, and uh, possibly embarrassing. Carolina, <laughs> Detroit, and the Bears. Uh, real quick, uh, how's how's the world of heating and air conditioning? You got some business or things slow? I'm doing a lot of sitting around, Coach. Interesting. Looking for the next big job to come along, hoping to go to a refinery, but... Uh... Hmm. All right, so you are, you know, in the the muck and mire that many of Americans are stuck in right now. Dog or Jimmy, did you watch the Republican convent, uh, convention, Republican debates last night? Which are the first thing they dealt with, and the last thing was was the job situation in America. Anybody watch that? Uh, I was working last night, Coach. So luckily, I actually was getting paid at the time they were talking about creating jobs. 
Jimmy, any chance you tuned into what was it on? Not regular Fox, but it was on uh, Channel 66 on my side. I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, I think I was watching Ancient Aliens, okay. which was pretty close to Republicans, I suppose. <laughs> They're definitely alien to what this country needs. Uh, Ancient Aliens, by far the 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 best show on on television. That it's something else, TV isn't it? What? What's, What's it called? Ancient Aliens. Never heard of it. Uh-huh. What station? A History Channel. Just about the fact that we've been visited for the last twenty five thousand years. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's boy. something else. David, I'd love to, I'd love to get a discussion right now. What time is the show over? We got about twenty minutes left. Uh, <laughs> and it's a football for too bad it's not midweek Wednesday, because I'd go uh, Cowboys and Aliens the rest of the day. But uh, let's let's table that. Call back next week, Jimmy. I'd like to pursue that particular venture. But uh appreciate your checking in. Good luck with the job and um you know, I would say good luck, but I'm one of the schmoes. I can't wish you too much luck. But thanks for calling in, bud. Okay, Coach. I'll give you a shout next week. Beautiful. Thank you, Jim. Jimmy, check it in. You can, too. 888-463-6748. Before we make our picks, Big Dog, I know you did a little bit of homework. Did we get to all your points, or was there any more recipes for uh, upset for the Chicago Bears? Uh, any, any more ingredients to the recipe? We need uh, we need highlights on Monday that we have to hear a hundred times of Jeff Joniak yelling, Devin Hester, you are, and whatever new word he has for Devin Hester this week would be really nice for them to get a return in the. So we need a big play out of our special teams. We do, we do, yes, we do, mm-hmm. absolutely this okay. week. All right, there you go. By, by the way, um, injury wise, now you mentioned Clay Matthews under the weather for them, as is Charles Woods, two of their stars. And don't forget their free safety, Nick Ellis, or strong safety. He's out for the season. So the Packers wounded defensively a little bit. But against Aaron Rodgers, I don't want you to scare scare you a little bit or, you know, early. But our, uh, you know, major right is going to be out. Chris Harris is going to be out. Your safeties against Aaron uh, Rodgers are going to be Craig Steltz and Brendan Merriweather. That's, that could get ugly, Coach. That could get ugly. That's why the front four – Really have to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers because I got to tell you something. A, a below average safety is an incredible safety when Julius Peppers has his shoulder pads and somebody's ribs as they're throwing the football. Okay, that's a good point. So that's it. I, I know everyone's thinking, "Oh no," and that sounds horrible, and it does, coach. Because Brandon Merriweather's a he's a head hunter. He's not a cover guy. You know, when he comes flying up and somebody has the ball, be very happy you're seeing thirty-one. When somebody's running past him, waving mm-hmm. their arms at the quarterback. Then you're going to be like, oh, we only have them on here to take people out. Yeah, and why do I, why do I, am I scared that the weaknesses of Brandon Mer- Merriweather play right into the hands of the strengths of what Aaron Rodgers does? No, they do, they do, coach. Yeah. So that's why uh, another reason why you're going okay. to need, uh, and also a reason where if you do start blitzing, you know, you really start. Uh, Brandon Merriweather has to be matched up with someone, and I guarantee you immediately. That's exactly where Aaron Rodgers will find out who Brandon Merriweather's covering one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And if it's a Craig Jennings, oh, no. You know what I'm saying? We're in a lot of trouble. Okay. Well, apparently the Bears aren't going to blitz much. The, the defensive guys are talking about they're going to sit back in their cover two. We've said it before. Big Doe will say it again. I don't care if it's whatever. If it's cover two, just cover somebody. That's the defense I want to see uh, on Sunday's game. Yeah, but I, I do understand you're going to give up some stuff, keep people in front of you, fly up and make tackles, and then hopefully you pop a ball out here and there. Yep. You know, that's fine with me. You know, Aaron Rodgers has 350 yards passing, and the Bears have three turnovers. They win the game. Mm-hmm. It's, boom. 
They win. Okay. So Simple as that. All right, let's make our beat the schmoes football picks. Big dog and the coach. Producer extraordinaire David Olson. Dog, you are the host. You are the guest, arguably. You are the star of this uh, one-hour experience. I will let you make the choice, my friend. You can uh, lead off today, bat second, advance the runners, or clean things up in the three spot. I'll clean things up in the in the three spot. Nice sleep play, David Olson. You want me to go first, or you want to go first? You know, no, I can lead off. I okay. can lead off this there week. There we go. Um, game number one. Producer extraordinaire. <laughs> yes. Longtime uh, family man. Game number one. Atlanta is Media a one and expert. a half point dog at Tampa Bay. Uh oh. I'm going to take Atlanta in that oh, one. Oh boy. I think they're both very two two very similar teams. They're both starting to peak in their offenses and mm-hmm. everything like that. But I think this okay. is the week Atlanta finally puts it all together and you, explodes. You and me have begun going all contraire, David Olson. And we haven't looked at each other's picks, but go ahead. Uh, game number two. Carolina is favored oh, by three and a half at Jacksonville. No. Oh, I'm all over Carolina. Oh. All over that. Wow. How could you? Cam Newton getting his first win yep. as a quarterback. Yep. Okay. You look at the wow. two teams he, he he hung with last two weeks, now he's got kind of a pushover. Jacksonville and, and, with Missouri quarterback Blaine Gebert, the raw rookie, the true freshman, Big Dog, making his opening debut. Yeah, that's a, that's what people are forgetting. So everyone's thinking, well, Panthers, they have a rookie quarterback, and even though he's made some plays, he'll make mistakes. Well, they, guess what? Jacksonville Jaguars have a rookie quarterback who's going to make some mistakes. I like that pick, Dave. Mm-hmm. So, game number three, and this <laughs> is my three. biggest stretch. Oh, no. Uh, New England is favored by eight and a half Don't over Buffalo. It. No, I like the Bills to cover. Oh, I like that. That's gonna. Be I, a- I like the Bills to cover because the one the one thing is, it, New England's pass defense is terrible. El stinko so far. Terrible. They're yeah. like they're like thirty first in the in the NFL. So I think I mean they're both going to put up points. I think I think New England will win, but Buffalo will cover that eight and a half. A two and O team. At home, and they're more than a touchdown it's, it's underdog. Big dog. It's still the Buffalo Bills. But that's but, it, 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 but they haven't taken their annual descent into mediocrity yet. <laughs> they're yeah. a couple weeks away from that. It's one of the great traditions of it. The, is, it is. It is. <laughs> the annual. Do, do they have a celebration like a parade for that in Buffalo? Yeah, yeah, because it's right around the beginning of November. That's yeah. when. That's when. The, that's when things go for the mm-hmm. wars. So. It's kind of like Mardi Gras in Buffalo. That's the, you know the celebra- our celebration, our descent into mediocrity. The only. Um... You know, the Buffalo Bills may be the most beloved team in all of football. Well, I root for them just because the city of Buffalo. You know, it's got to be rough <laughs> living there. Football's all they got. So I, I, I always had kind of an affinity for the Bill. Oh yeah, they they were truly are. I mean, I, actually, maybe you know Green Bay and the Packers. That's probably the most beloved. Yes. You know, but the Bills are right there because yep. that's all they have. They have nothing in Buffalo. I mean, they don't even have the dam. You know what I mean? So it's it's not good. Mm-hmm. The beaches are lovely in Buffalo from uh, July 8th to July 10th. There's one weekend when you can go to the beaches. <laughs> it's very, very nice. Now, the one, uh, just to throw a crink in the armor, and again, I'm 2-7 and seven on my prediction, so who's listening to me? But the one crink in the armor is David Olson's making his analysis, dog. The defense has been like a sieve for the New England Patriots so far. The problem with David's thinking is the head coach of the New England Patriots is, A, a perfectionist, and, B, correct me if I'm wrong, he is a defensive guru. Don't you think Belichick is just working those guys double OT and going to shore up that Patriot defense? Uh, I do think he'll shore it up. But don't forget, it's not just the pass for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Fred Jackson has been awesome so far this uh, season, Coach. They have really run the ball well, and, you know, they've hit 
it isn't just like a big plays uh, where Buffalo, they're hitting everybody, all the receivers, their tight ends. So uh, New England's going to have some points scored on them, and I think it's going to take them longer than the third game to have mm-hmm. it figured out. So okay. Chad Henney had 400 and whatever yards against them. Chad Henna, Henna, Henna. Yeah, so there's a long way to go down in Buffalo. Right. All right, beat the Smoes. You want to check in, uh, make your picks against the uh... – not the pros, but the schmoes here on the Two Guys in a Mic Show. 888-463-6748. You can always do it for, uh, at our award-winning email address, which is www.twoguysmike.com. Big dog, I'll go second here. Um, trying to break my streak. And, again, if I lose again this week, I'm going with don't. Don't tell, don't. Um... Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, thank you very much. All right. Uh, Houston Texans at the New Orleans Saints. Pretty good game. 2-0 and versus 1-1. Maybe I'm still caught up in the wave of the New Orleans Saints from last week, but um, I'm going to take them again. I think they got the momentum. They're at home. Houston's going to have a good season. They're for real, but I think the Saints pull it out this week. What am I giving up? Four points. It's a little bit rough against a very good Houston team, but I will take the New Orleans Saints and the momentum they built against the Chicago Bears, against the Texans. Uh, game two, Denver at Tennessee. This is not a marquee game. Not a lot of people paying attention, but I believe the Tennessee Titans, uh, at home, giving up seven points. That's a little bit rich, but I think it is, uh, CJBW. What's that? Chris Johnson, breakout week. Well, hopefully he's got those tender ribs, coach. All right. Well, here's my theory. Uh huh. That when you have tender ribs, you don't want to be hit. And I think the best running backs, are ones that don't want to be hit. You watch Chris Johnson, the tender ribs. He's going to get like 250 yards this week because he don't want to be hit, and you run faster when you don't want to be hit. One of the best running backs I ever coached in junior high was a kid who uh, was one of the fastest guys on the team, and he hated getting hit, and he would just run away from defenders, pure speed. CJBW, Chris Johnson breakout week, my friend. Okay. I can tell you're emotionally thrilled about that. And in uh, Game 3, I'm going to go uh, right up front with David Olson. I did it last week. We disagreed on two of the games. You were right on both of them. Hopefully I can turn it around this week. But I like uh, the Buccaneer. Tampa Bay at home against Atlanta. I think the Falcons are good. It's a tough call. Buccaneers favored by point and a half. My theory here, big dog, is Tampa Bay uh, big momentum right from last week. Yeah, that's, they should have a lot of momentum huge, after that game. Huge comeback victory. Late touchdown against the Viking. I'm going to go. I know they're pros. And momentum and enthusiasm shouldn't make that much of a difference. But I think Big Mo is going to carry Tampa Bay over Atlanta this week. Well, we'll have to see. Coach. That's, a, that's a big game. That's probably the biggest game on the NFL yeah. slate if you consider the ramifications of it. Yeah. Not only a big factor. game, I, I think it's the most intriguing matchup, too. It's a, it's a, that is the Bears-Packers, I think, biggest games of the weekend. Of course, other people will throw Dallas-Washington. There's a lot of divisional games this week, isn't there? Yep. We look up and down the board. There's Lions, a, heck of a lot of them. Lions and Vikings. All right, big dog. We saved the uh, best for last year. Red hot. I don't want to jinx you, but uh, let's hear your picks and keep the good times a clicking. Yeah, this the uh, Georgia's a ten point favorite going into Old Miss. And oh Mississippi. no! Well, the Grove will be rocking. Mississippi will uh, keep it, it. Uh, keep this game close. I'll take Mississippi uh, plus ten. Uh, how could you? Okay, oh. now uh, Old Miss plus back. ten. At where is it at Georgia? Yeah, that's at Georgia. Oof, must win for Georgia. The Mark Richt era. The the Razorbacks, yeah, it, is, it is a must win for him. But no, the Razorbacks, Arkansas, go into Alabama and take on the Crimson Tide. Now, yesterday you had 11 and a half, and Coach, I told you I was going to have to take the points. I'm going to stick with it. I'll take the 11 and a half, and the Razorbacks 
you know, they can pull off an upset here. They really can, Coach, because Alabama's offense is not that good. It's not explosive, and they're mm-hmm. sort of a, hey, we're not going to make a mistake type offense. And, you know, that's okay when you have that great of a defense as Alabama does. But the Razorbacks can flat out score points. They have the best offense in the SEC. It's going to be one heck of a ball game. 11.5 points is way, way too much, Coach. And uh, now I have to go through and find the rest of my games that I have going on here. I've got, a, I've got a bunch chosen. Uh-oh. I have to make sure I get the right one here. So give me one second. Are these pro or college? Are you going to go all college? Oh, I, I have to go all college because I've got like 10 games that I like, Coach. Mm-hmm. And I have to make sure I pick the right the third game. And I'm sorry that okay. I ended up... Uh, are you, uh, the making, you guys were saying. are you making picks and investing with them? Um... Absolutely not. Coach. Okay, good. That's the that's the last thing I'm going to do. I am not gambling anymore, Coach. I, I promise you. you. I've made that. I, I, I've made that commitment to myself, and I will not break that commitment. Just got so. an email from a guy named Shorty. He says, uh, "Tell Joel, call me." Uh oh. <laughs> All right, was, shows was, over. Shows over to love. I was afraid you were going to say that to me. Um, the other game I'm going to go with is Arizona is a 16-point underdog at home hosting the high-flying the Oregon Ducks. Going into Arizona puts people to sleep. Those night games are a little weird. Those guys, those students have been drinking for like 10 hours. <laughs> and that's yes. a ruckus crowd. I will take the 16 points as a home dog down there in Arizona and Mike Stoop. First time drunken fans have played into a prediction, but uh, very nice. So you got Arizona, Arkansas, and Ole Miss uh-huh. going all collegiate. There you go, folks. It's that easy. The Schmoes have spoken. The Schmoes have spoken. You can, too, at 888-463-6748. Uh, should be a pretty good football weekend. We'll look forward to it. As always, going to be rain here in the Midwest, Big Dog. I don't know if um, it's predicted across the country, but inclement weather could be very much a part of uh, the Bear-Packer game as well. Oh, are you serious? That's not good because that messes up my whole weekend for making money, Coach. Yeah. I know you're hoping to be out in the Chicago River, kayaks, waterriders.com. Well, I mean, if it's well, if it's Green Bay Packer week, I, I can actually, I don't mind not making the money mm-hmm. in order to do that. But Okay. Oof. All right. Blackhawks lost another exhibition game yesterday. I think they're 0-2. No reason to panic, correct? No, no reason to panic whatsoever. Okay. None. Don't worry. I, I panicked the other day, okay. and then I realized that it was preseason hockey, and I forgot the ramifications, which were none. Yeah, it's more fun to panic, quite frankly. It gets the emotions going, gets the blood flowing a little bit, but uh, too early. A couple of exhibition games, everything will be fine. Uh, NBA, there's no news going on in the NBA as far as the teams trying out workouts, obviously, Big Dog, because it's all about the strike. Derek Fisher is your player representative. A few titillating tidbits, news and notes before we wrap up the show here. Um, any sneak peek ahead? Any predictions? Play Swami if you can. What happens here in the NBA season? Uh, as a Chicago Bulls fan, I'm, I'm saying, hey, everything will be all right, and we're gonna, there's gonna be a season, but as, as, Someone who's kind of followed this just a little bit, the NBA owners aren't gonna aren't gonna break, and they're basically asking all the players to take a twenty five percent pay cut. Mm-hmm. Now it's now they they quit asking for that. Now they're asking for them to drop their share of the revenues from fifty seven percent to forty eight percent, which ends up being that these guys are going to take about an eighteen percent pay cut instead of the twenty five. So are they really willing to do that? They should be smart and say yes, but I don't think it's going to happen, Coach. Derek Fisher is the uh, lead player rep, correct? The 
point guard of, uh, was he about 40 years old? Very. One of the classiest guys yes. in basketball. Also. I was going to say an excellent representative and not one you'd think would get confrontational. So you almost, with a guy like him representing the players, you have a little better feeling that maybe, maybe some middle ground could be found. But now that Ron Artest, Metal World Peace, got knocked out of Dancing with the Stars, he was the first one to get knocked out, by the way. Uh, oh, he was brutal coach. I, I, I would have at least beat him. I would have been still on the show if I was there. That's how bad he was. He was a worse answer <laughs> than me. Yeah, he was very gracious in defeat, by the way, which is surprising. I would have figured he would have uh, made a little bit of noise. But now that he got beaten Dancing with the Stars, he can join Derek Fisher. I'm sure that would add some spice to the negotiations. Yeah, graceless on the floor, gracious in his comments after. Yes. Uh, quick note, by the way, Chicagoan, local kid. WNBA, Tamika Catchings wins the MVP award as the outstanding player in the WNBA this year. we got to throw some kudos the way to our girl, uh, Chicagoan by nature, Tamika Catchings, big dumb. And, uh, Tamika, you did it in the greatest era ever in the history uh, of the WNBA. No offense to the Cheryl Swoops and the Lisa Leslie's of the world, but I think they would admit that the, the league that they started it and created right now is at its peak. I mean, the Maya Moores and Deanna Tarazi, the, the, them going back and forth the other night was awesome television, by the way. Yeah. Just to let you know, I was, I was thinking of you when I was watching it. The Minnesota, Minnesota's kind of had a rough year. Vikings are down. The Twins had a bad season, forgot about their hockey team. The Minnesota Timberwolves haven't been good for a number of years. The Minnesota Lynx, L-Y-N-X, Top team in the WNBA. They haven't won the championship yet, but they are the likely contender, Big Doug. So good and, luck to Minnesota. And they're getting good crowds out there, which is nice to see. Yep. You know what I mean? If you're in the, if, when the WNBA playoffs are there, it's nice to yep. see 10,000 people at a game. Yeah, I yeah. understand regular season when there's uh, 1,500. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Even in Chicago this year with the Sky, who missed the playoffs yet again, they had uh, decent crowds. And by the way, the mascot Sky guy came by uh, to my seats at least a couple of times. He said to say hello to you. And, and he said also that he's not packing. He isn't? Nope. Oh, that's, that's a little disheartening, Coach. Yeah. I feel a little bit less of a man is yeah. right now. But well, anyway. I think the other part of it was Sky Guy said his first name is Beth. So that might have something to do with it. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. right. Uh, real quick, uh, baseball. Uh, St. Louis lost yesterday, right? St. Louis uh, they, got beat, I believe. They had a chance to gain. Atlanta was off, so the uh, Cardinals yeah, had they, a they lost. golden they lost. opportunity. In fact, not only did they get beat, they gave up six in the top of the ninth. Yeah, don't even tell me about it. I had Jason wow. Mott in. Yeah, Jason Mott, their, their newfound closer, who was awesome for the first two days, and the Cardinals like, we finally got a guy at the end of the game. Well, guess what? Right when you anointed him, he just got blowed up. Six wow. runs. They blow a lead like that, that's... You know, Tony LaRusso is like, oh, it's just one loss. No, no. Well, yeah, yeah. Like you're that. exactly right. That's that's huge because that win, you know, first of all, there's only five, six games left. So it's not just one loss, and it would have put them a half a game closer and, even more importantly, would have tightened that noose a little bit more on the Atlanta Brave. Yeah, and you don't like losing that way. I don't care. That has yep. something to do with it. And the difference between being one game back or being two game back is gigantic right now because yep. one game – the Braves are freaking out because yep. they know that it, they could lose the lead that day. It isn't like, oh, we could lose today, and hopefully they don't lose. No, if you lose today, all of a sudden, like you, not only are you scoreboard watching, you know, you're watching on your phone, you're mm-hmm. doing it everywhere. So. 
Cubs uh, Cubs are taking on the Cardinals, so we'll see if the Cubs can play a little bit of the spoiler role over in the American League. Tampa Bay did uh, come back, beat the Yankees, so they were able to salvage one out of the four. And this weekend, the sagging Boston Red Sox take on the New York Yankees. Big dog, the Red Sox barely. Barely hanging on to their uh, wild card lead right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, barely. And, you know, the, the Yankees are going to, you know, try to play good baseball and, and put them away. But I really don't know if – I don't think that they're going to, how, how do you say, like not play hard so the Red Sox get in because they would rather play the Red Sox than the Tampa Bay Rays going down. But Because uh, I don't think they'd want to add fuel to the fire. The last thing they'd want to do is insult the Red Sox at this mm-hmm. point. No it's intriguing what, what what the Yankees are facing right now. A longtime rival, which they know that is, is not as good as the Rays right now. Mm-hmm. You'd rather knock them out or have the Rays go in? Yeah, I'd say don't overthink it. Just go out there and play and try to win a game. You know, okay. you, you start thinking too much, you get yourself in trouble. All right. Uh, Big Dog, great job today. Great job all week. Have an outstanding weekend. Again, we say it each and every Friday for the females out there that uh, might be interested in stalking you and for Bob and Barrington, who definitely is interested where might you be this weekend, my friend? There's only one person that I want stalking me, and then it's, it's extremely new, Coach. And not exactly going anywhere in, in any particular rush, but I hopefully one day she will stalk me many yeah. times. So I don't know. Don't, Bob don't from Barrington has emailed him many times. His basic message is, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Have a good weekend, Big Dog. I'll talk to you on Monday. We'll talk about your 3-0 and predictions. Yeah, later, fellas. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. David Olson, great job on the other side of the glass. We tease him, we kid him, we annoy him, and for the most part, he deserves it, but uh, does a great job over there. Have a great weekend. We'll be back at you Monday. Two guys in a mic. TalkZone.com. 10 o'clock on Monday. Don't be late.